Hello and welcome to this week's Key Voices, conversations with folk in and around education. I'm Caroline Doherty. Thank you to all the school staff listening. The work you do has never been more important to the communities you serve. And special thank you today to governors listening who've been working to support their schools through the coronavirus crisis. Before we begin, I'd just like to remind listeners that this podcast is an opportunity to open up debate and discussion around issues. The views my guests and I are about to express are not the view of the key. For in-depth authoritative articles on the latest issues in education, check out thekeysupport.com. Right, well, this week, very excitingly, we are joined by Neil Collins, Director of Governor Hub, who've recently joined the Key family of products. Hi, Neil. Hi, Carolyn. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So we're going to have a bit of a conversation about uh, governance and and Governor Hub today. Uh, So looking forward to talking to you and learning learning some more. Can you just start by telling us a little about Governor Hub, um, how it's developed and, and how it works? So, yeah, Governor Hub came out of some discussions I was having with some colleagues. Oh, it was back in 2011, so eight or nine years ago. Um, so uh, I, I was talking to a another governor as part of a governor network in in Norfolk, which is which is where we're based. And in our day jobs, we have some really great tools for managing our teams and communications within our businesses. But when we looked at managing the governing bodies that we each chaired, there weren't sort of really good tools there. And in, in lots of ways, it's actually a more complicated problem. So you've got mm. this disparate group of uh, governors, some are in schools, some are at home, some are in offices, and trying to coordinate them, give them good information, give them access to what they needed to do there. Uh, their role is actually quite difficult. So that conversation led through various steps to uh, building Governor Hub. Um, we, we've grown since then, so from those humble beginnings in uh, uh, with a bit of coding in, uh, in my back room, <laughs> we were now used by uh, nearly 8,000 schools across the country and we've got uh, over 100,000 users now in one form or another. So yeah, it's, uh, it really has, has grown. I think the key to it and with Governor is, is giving sort of governors everything they need in one place. You don't have to mm-hmm. go to this system and then this system and then this system. It's all in one place and bringing it together. Um, and it's also somewhere where we've, we've worked in close partnerships with local authorities, clerking services, multi-academy trusts, um, information providers like the key. Um, to, to really bring everything that governors need into one place. And I, I think that's really the essence of, of, of Governor Hub's success through those years. As uh, um, I've, been, I've been a governor myself for over 10 years, and I can only imagine because, uh, you know, there's, is it on this email? Is it, is it on the school's website or not on the school's website? And, and, and often, because you're, you know, you're a volunteer, you don't know what you don't know about which documents you should have, you should have seen or, or, or where they should, should be. So I can see where the real value in, in having everything all, all in the one place. Yeah, you're, it's, 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 I'm, I'm sure you've had this experience as well, where you get into a government meeting and say, no, hang on, 
I've got, I've got this version of that document. Now, what version are you looking at? Oh, no, that was the one I sent out last Tuesday. Mm. She looked one I sent out Wednesday. You know, it's that sort of thing. And just saving that, that faff and inefficiency is a real key part of it. Um, and also, particularly for clerks to governors, you know, they've got a really difficult job coordinating all of this, making sure that the governing boards run efficiently. And, uh, you know, some of the first conversations we had about how we should build this tool was was with clerks mm. and what they would want, what would save them time, and uh, you know they that's we're now working probably with oh, probably got about five six thousand clerks on the system, and I think uh, in fact I've probably met more clerks in the country than anybody else <laughs> in, um, in terms of how showing them how to use the system and uh, how to get the most out of it. So that yeah, again, that's a, a key thing we've tried to do is is help them do their a really important job and particularly now when we're in a kind of brave new world of a video um governing body meetings um how how can how can having all of these things in in one place really really support with that re- remote governance yeah well i mean going back to the time when i first became a governor which probably predates pre- you um <laughs> Everything was paper-based. You know, mm. All the meetings face-to-face, everything was paper-based. And actually, the move now to everything having to be online is uh, uh, has obviously come as uh, something of a shock to us all. But most schools around the country have been slowly transitioning to get the documents online, making things more efficient already. So um, as long as schools are set up such that their governing body documents are online and they can also do video meetings then they're fairly well placed. Um, so one of the other things we've, we've just uh, released is uh, an ability to do governor meetings um, in Governor Hub itself. We also link quite nicely if um, schools are using systems like Zoom or Microsoft Teams, then you can use those for the video aspects of the meeting with documents managed within within Governor Hub. So that, that works very nicely. I think the bit that none of us quite know is, is more of that, that social thing. Some of the, the unspoken words which happen around the um, governing body meeting table. Mm. Um, how do you replicate those online? And I'm not, not sure any of us know the answers to that now, but that would be quite interesting to see um, how that affects the actual operation of governments. Yeah, I, uh, m- my experience of a, of a re- remote meeting, everybody looking to make it... Um, very short, very focused. Obviously, you know, there's some some key priorities to be discussed just now, but um, harder, um, especially with a larger group and lots of people on mute, um, to, to, to really get some of that challenge and wider conversation going. What's your what's your sense of how how governing boards are kind of adapting um, to support schools at the moment? I think remarkably quickly. I mean, f- fundamentally. Um, I've, I've never met a governor that wasn't really interested in making sure their school was the best it can possibly be. And you know, now is a very important time for us all to make sure that happens. Um, so make sure schools are doing the right thing. But also, and I think this is particularly important, is making sure that head teachers are supported. You know, the, mm-hmm. the role governors play in ensuring the well-being of head teachers and all staff there's never been a more important time to, to focus on that. And 
having to do that remotely as well. So I, I have regular video calls with the uh, chief exec of our Royalty Academy Trust and the local boards chairs have video meetings with their heads. And actually, I think that's really important because uh, you know there's a the role of a head teacher has always been difficult and stressful. But my goodness, yeah, never more than now. Yeah, exactly so. And having that that um, relationship with the, the the chair, as you say, and, and, and the ability to, to, to draw strength and, and, and have that discussion um, somewhere sort of outside of, of, of the school itself, where the emphasis is leadership and being being very strong for everybody else in the team. Um, as you say, really, really vitally important just now. And can you tell me a bit more about your your own role as a governor and um, what you've what you've noticed about how the role has uh, changed in that time? Okay, I'm now going to have to reveal a bit about how old I am. <laughs> so I so I started being governor when my uh, son went to high school, uh, and that was does maths fifteen years ago. Goodness me. Um, and they, I didn't really understand what it was to be a governor, didn't really mm-hmm. understand the benefits, but what I did know is that I wanted to make play contribute play part in uh, making the school successful. So um, I was persuaded by the head teacher then to, to join the, the school, and um, since then I've had an incredibly rewarding experience. So. Um, going through highs and lows, so being able to um, work on the construction of new school buildings, to um, see over a period of years standards improving, that sort of thing, being able to work with some incredibly passionate and talented individuals with head teachers and senior leaders. Um, And that's been fantastic. And then going back um, six or seven years, I was part of a board which uh, was looking at conversion to academy status and then following on from that, um, establishing a multi-academy trust, that's what I now chair, um, bringing in schools and then sort of spreading some of the uh, talent, skills, knowledge across multiple schools now. Uh, That's again also been very rewarding. Uh, so, I mean, I often said to people who aren't governors that one of the things that you can do if you really want to give back to your local community is become a governor. And, uh, yeah, I've definitely seen both sides of that in terms of putting in time, but also getting massive rewards back. And I've definitely valued that. Uh, and you mentioned just there um, spreading spreading skills a- across uh, governing boards and, you know, governor recruitment um, is, is something that schools can can find quite quite challenging and you know over the past uh, wee while and obviously into the future with the considerable challenges facing schools there is this real need for the right knowledge and, and skills and right people around the table what what advice would you give to to chairs of governors about how to achieve that that balance of knowledge and skills yes yeah, so the first thing is don't underestimate how hard it is to find the right people to sit around that table. There are really good organisations out there, so Inspiring Governance and Governance for Schools that can help. Also working with your local uh, governor services team to find governors and your own sort of personal networks. But then also not being um, 
in a situation where you just accept anybody onto the board. They've got to have the right skills and the right attitudes. There's just no point in people coming on to a board if they've not got time. So if you, mm. you have to really clearly explain what you expect from governors, the time commitment they're giving in, and the particular skills which you think they provide. As long as you do that, and people understand that, then it's fantastic to see some of the, uh, the talent that people will give freely of and can contribute to the success of a school and a board. So on our board, we've got some really top HR uh, individuals who've really helped you know, with, with things like um, joint policies and guidance to the, uh, the heads and the, uh, the rest of the team. Got people who have experience with estates or contract negotiation. Again, they can be a really valuable sounding board and also a strong challenge to people within the trust uh, in, in doing that. But yeah, finding them and then keeping them on the board, two big challenges. But there are organisations out there to help. I definitely encourage governors and chairs to, to use those if they can. And what what are your thoughts? Obviously, we've in the um, since the sort of partial closure of schools, been a lot more technology products systems used um, across across schools. Sort of what are your what are your thoughts about that kind of explosion of, of, of ed tech and the the impact that it might have on on the sector as a whole and a, a, any p- points for kind of governors in particular. Yes, I think there, one of the things that's been a real challenge is keeping current with a rapidly changing news. So, um, certainly as a subscriber to uh, The Key, that's one of the things I found really useful, is getting that news feed. This is the change that's happened today. Mm -hmm. This is what you need to look at. These are the resources you can go and call on. Uh, But, you know, we've probably compressed in the last month a couple of years' worth of transition for a lot of schools, um, particularly into distance learning. And I think that's something that governors are going to have to monitor the effectiveness of uh, quite carefully. So there's lots of systems now provided. and The DfE have also provided um, guidance and assistance Mm -hmm. for how schools can use those. Um, But um, the rapid deployment of those also brings with it quite a lot of challenges which schools and governors are going to have particularly are going to have to be mindful of and keep an eye on the other challenges which i don't think technology helps with particularly are some of the biggest ones in schools now so ensuring vulnerable children are still looked after safeguarding responsibilities are still executed and so on those are really important so um, being supportive and challenging for the heads i think is something that uh, governors can be um, can really uh, help with uh, over the next next few months. For governance and technology, then um, it certainly Governor Hub's never been busier than it has over the last month. Our our traffic has uh, really spiked as people have to go online to do things they might have done in person previously. We've had a lot of inquiries about video meetings, and we've pulled through our video meeting capability. Um, we we. We've accelerated that by about a year um, to get it out now, wow. to, just to make sure that um, you know it's there for this term, and um, also then uh, ensuring that whatever the school is using in terms of video meetings, then we can fit in with that 
it's really important so that that, that doesn't become a, a barrier to making governance happen. So that's important. Um, the other things we've done, is, and this isn't specifically um, in light of the events of the last few months, but over the last um, six months, we've been developing integration with Modern Governor online training as well, uh, which is, is now available so that there's nice click-through training. So as governors would normally be going to face-to-face training, they can now use some of that Modern Governor training online to, uh, uh, to still make sure that they're current and that their skills are suitably high. Yeah, and as, as you can see that a lot of that's actually just, just very useful for time-poor people if they can attend things uh, virtually uh, l- longer longer term, particularly the kind of the virtual meeting. It, you know, I think of the hours and the emails spent trying to organise emergency governing body meetings because very difficult to physically draw everyone together at short notice. Um, you know, that, that, could, that could make for some faster decisions. But I think you raise an... yeah, yeah. It will be interesting to see how many of these changes will stick long term. Because I think mm. you're right. I think some of these ways of working may actually have benefits long term, um, even after the crisis is passed. And um, and make so... it easier for people to balance the the roles of of you know working and being a governor and being a parent, potentially. Absolutely, hundred percent. And there's, um, I think then. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're London based aren't you yes Yeah. So, so I'm a governor here in Norfolk and you can imagine actually even to get to your local school is, is often quite a journey mm. and this time of year it's not a problem but in the middle of winter driving down narrow country lanes some governors would definitely rather um, attend virtually so, so yeah there may be some benefits there long term as well in terms of uh, in terms of attendance Exactly so. And I think it will be interesting to see on the sort of wider ed tech point um, if we do end up going into other periods of school closures, if there are further waves or, or these kinds of things, w- will there be enough monitoring of what's happened now? Is it effective to make decisions if we have to go into a school closure period again? Because everything seems to be happening at a very frenetic pace and it is and it is quite challenging to uh to, to monitor for 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 boards so yeah we will i guess we will have to wait and see on that yeah and i think the 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 effective boards will continue to communicate that's the key thing ensuring that there's good communications going out from the school also you know, there's a way for governors to ask questions support uh, the senior leadership team and so on i think that that's really important so making sure that that infrastructure is there all boards around the country is really important. Obviously, um, individual schools and and boards going through a lot of change right now, but also trusts and and local authorities uh, working at a very fast pace as well. Do, do you do you work with um, those organisations? Governor? Yeah. Yes. We, yeah. So we, we work with several hundred multi academy trusts and about 60 or 70 local authority government services or clerking teams or the traded services that have come out of the uh, local authorities. But actually, a lot of them have adapted remarkably quickly, actually, to the changing scenario. So they need to do things like organising clerking remotely, making sure that all their governors are informed of um, what, what they now need to be doing 
the key questions. What should they have on the agenda for this term? And they worked remarkably quickly in in an often very challenging situation. So they, uh, with very short notice, couldn't get into the office. They couldn't get mm. into access to the normal uh, systems and so on. So yeah, they've adapted. And I think uh, that probably also uh, is is one of the key benefits of cloud-based systems like like GovNAR mm. and lots of other systems out there, where geography and actually being physically in the office isn't necessary as as important as it once was but yeah no i think there's strong testament particularly to the local authority governor services teams that around the country that they've had to uh, pivot enormously quickly to, to to make sure they're they're serving their uh, their schools and governors exactly so a lot of a lot of great great work going going on out there with such sort of you know dynamism and collaboration uh, going on across the sector makes you really make really hopeful to think about um yeah some positive changes that, that, that may come out of this um, dreadful situation. Um, and on a, on a sort of final note, um, I'm always interested in this. Um, what, do you, what do you wish that sort of teachers and school leaders and the wider public understood about governance? As somebody who obviously has to talk about governance a lot, <laughs> um, what, what sort of misconceptions would you like to unpick? Um, well, yeah, I think it is often a misunderstood role but the other thing we shouldn't should never forget is that there's an awful lot of people in society who are governors or have been governors so right now there's probably a quarter of a million governors out in the country so it's a, a really large part of uh, the volunteer workforce i think that some of the misconceptions which it would be good to set straight are particularly around academization so I talk about being the chair of a trust. Um, sometimes if you read the, the press or some of the stories uh, that have made uh, the, some of the national um, publications, you might think actually we're, we're all in it for money and for, for some sort of personal benefit. And that's one of the things no governors benefit mm-hmm. personally, certainly not financially. And there's lots of uh, restrictions to make sure that can't happen. And I've never met a governor that was in it for any sort of sort of personal gain. It's much more about what you can give back. And that, I think, is is also one of the things that people don't necessarily understand until they've been through the process, the difference you can make. So you know, personally, I've, I've been involved in schools where I've seen them go from being the top, the, the bottom 10% of the league tables to the top 10%. And the difference to life chances that has made to thousands of kids really important and actually uh, you know, the, the governors involved in that transition played an important part and you know feeding back so i think that that positive effect that good governance and good governors can have i think is also something i think would be um uh, it'd be good if that was better understand understood throughout the country exactly so and any, any final uh, thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? No, I think, um, you know, we're all uh, struggling to deal with the current situation and adapt. But I think um, making sure that we're playing our part, supporting particularly the head teachers who are in a, a very difficult situation uh, right now and making sure as best we can, the outcomes we all want for our kids are still the best we possibly can make them. 
great stuff. Well, thank you very much, Neil, for talking to us today. And thank you very much for listening. Key Voices is produced by The Key, giving education leaders the knowledge to act. Members of The Key for School Leaders can access hundreds of articles on the latest issues in education at thekeysupport.com. And we'll also put a link in these podcast notes um, to Governor Hub so you can learn more about that. Please tell us what you think of the podcast. Rate, review and subscribe or email me at caroline.doherty at thekeysupport.com with your thoughts and suggestions. Bye.